Hi there, it's uh, Jonathan here, the Northern Irish third of Lost in the Lockdown, uh, with just a, a little update in relation to our missing episodes. Um, Scott has already done one of these uh, explanation videos up on our Instagram profile, so if you want to go and check that out as well, just to give you a bit of background as, as to everything that's going on in the world of Lost of the Lockdown. Uh, so, some idiot forgot to enter the numbers into the computer and we lost a whole bunch of audio from about six uh, episode recaps. Uh, it was me. The, the idiot was me. Um, so, from the other 48 days through to Fire and Water, uh, they're all gone, sadly. Uh, lost to time, unfortunately, which is a shame because there were some really funny bits in those recordings. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, the part I'm most about is losing all the stained mockery. Uh, <laughs> there were some good episodes in there and I, I am gutted that we haven't been able to recover the audio. Believe me, I did try. Uh, I used all of my technological expertise to recover the audio, but sadly it's gone. Uh, I don't know what happened. Hopefully at some point down the line we might re-record episodes or we might cobble together a, a compilation, who knows. But uh, we are planning on, on going ahead regardless uh, with the remaining episodes of Season 2 and further, obviously. Um, but for now, please do enjoy the rest of our Season 2 recaps, uh, starting with this episode, which is a Sawyer episode, and it's called The Long Con. Enjoy! What is that alarm going off in the background? You know what, it's probably nothing. It'll be fine. Right, welcome back to Lost in the Lockdown. It still is a lockdown, and it's still <laughs> and it's nearly a year later. So this is the quite for our year birthday soon, aren't we? It's our year birthday soon. Oh, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> which is amazing to think. So, yeah, that's mad. I know. One whole year, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got three months, so we get tired of it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but. Until the birthday, we are back with the 38th episode, 13th in season 2, The Long Con. Um, and this is a Sawyer-centric episode. Um, we're well past, well not well past, but we are definitely now into the latter half, I'd say, of season 2. This is the second half of the, uh, of the episode, so we're getting into some more juicy stuff now. Um... I'd say after maybe a bit of a lull in some of the storylines, it's almost as if they were biding the time, but we'll have a chat about that. So before then, Scott, have you got any trivia for us? Yeah, uh, so as mentioned, 13th episode of the season. This was directed by uh, Roxanne Dawson, who um, I recognised the name, but uh, when I researched... She was in um, Star Trek Voyager. She played mm -hmm. um, the Klingon... Um, uh, Torres, I can't remember her first name, but she was on Star Trek Voyager yeah. in the 90s. Um, and it was written by Leonard Dick and Stephen Mader, who we know very well from this season, and had a viewership of uh, just under 19 million um, on the air date of February 8th, 2006. And as usual, I do have a little game for you to play. Yes. A game of, how old is that rapper? Yay. So, um, 
we have got um, I, I, this might be a bit tenuous but I've heard him rap I'm sure he, he has rapped and I'm an old man now but I can remember when this guy was in his the height of his fame he was rapping um, Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park hell yeah oh okay, who, okay. he was the rapper wasn't he he wasn't Chester Pennington who rapped no Mike Shinoda's the rapper cool right so yep Mike Shinoda who uh, was born on the 11th of February uh, and now he's a really old man. So, how old do you think? <laughs> how old do you think Mike Shinoda is as of? Okay. Well, how he's coming up for his birthday, isn't he? So, okay, th- th- this is like one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, <laughs> oh, so you should get this time. I should know this. I've seen him a ch- couple of times. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to work it out. So, Lincoln Park were maybe what 2001? Yeah, that was Hybrid Theory. Okay, so I would I, I would have been sixteen. Oh, <laughs> and he. All right, hang on. I was sixteen. Now I'm thirty six. So I'm gonna say he was ten years old. I'm gonna say he's forty five. Well, I'm just trying to think. Obviously, unfortunately, Chester passed away, but he. I think he was in his early forties, and they were about the same. <sighs> Look at him doing all the maths. <laughs> I know, I know. And he had a side project, Fort Minor. Check it out if you haven't already. It's great. Uh, Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's just pure rapping. That it's not got the the heavy metal stuff behind it. I'm gonna say forty eight. that's a big jump. Okay, so you got forty eight. Sorry, John, what was yours? Uh, forty five. John, you've won this round. Whee! Congratulations! Woo-hoo. You are. He is forty three. Coming up for forty four. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, old man rapper Mike. Um, yeah, 11th February 1977. Thank you very much, Scott. So, okay. John, any uh, guest stars? Yes, uh, we have two reasonably prominent ones in this episode. Uh, we have, well, uh, well, three, but we've we've met one before. We see Kate's mum uh, very, very briefly in this episode. Uh, but the the main guest star is an actress called Kim Dickens, who plays. Oh my goodness, I've forgotten her name already. Uh, Cassidy. Cassidy, thank you. Yes. Uh, and Kim Dickens is an actress that's been in quite a lot of pretty high-profile things. Uh, I know she's her been... from one specific thing. I'm sure you're going to say it. Uh, I was going to say Deadwood. Oh, no. I've never oh, seen no. that. Whoops. Oh, okay. Uh, she's in Deadwood. She's one of the, the main cast in Deadwood. She's in Fear the Walking Dead. She's in that's House of the Cards. One. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. It seems like she's a main character in that. Like, she's been in it from the start. Is that right? Fear the Walking... Uh, yeah, yeah, she was. I mean, I, I stopped watching that for a while ago. And this mm-hmm. wasn't because Maggie Grace joined, just to clarify. But um, Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, your, there's your link. Apparently, she's mm. very good in it, and I do want to pick it up again. I just kind of... Uh, pe- it just petered out a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, she, she was in it from the beginning, and that's how I know her. I didn't know she was in Deadwood, but I have that to watch at some point. Yeah, it's... Um, I've only seen the, the first season of that, but it is very, very good. Uh, she's also in Friday Night Lights, and uh, she has appeared in uh, four episodes in total of Lost, so she's somewhat of a recurring character uh, in Lost, and I can't remember what she does in any of her subsequent episodes after this one, but um, I'm keen to see her again, because uh, I quite like how it goes in this episode. Mm. And uh, the other um, guest star in this ep- episode is an actor called Kevin Dunn, who plays Gordy, who is uh, Sawyer's... Uh, I don't know what you'd call him in this episode. Sawyer's partner or yeah, wasn't he? 
Yeah. I recognise this guy. What's he been in? Well, I've got to say, the thing I, I recognise him from most is he's uh, Shia LaBeouf's dad in the Transformers films. Do you know who else <laughs> oh, his yes. daddy is? This is where I... Okay, so this is where I... Well, I remember him from two things because they were the two films I watched when I was a kid all the time. He is the dad in Small Soldiers. Yes, he is. And for some <laughs> reason, I remember that he's one of the army guys in the American Godzilla film. <laughs> Oh wow! Really? Yeah, because I used to watch Godzilla all the time for some reason because I was <laughs> stupid. But yeah. Oh, very good. But yeah, he's uh, definitely he's in Small Soldiers. That's why I remember him. Yeah, he's very good. Um, it's it, this is the only episode of Lost he appears in, um, but he's he's sort of a a recognisable character actor. Although I hate that phrase, character actor. I don't think it means anything really. Um, but he he's a recognisable face, and also he was in uh, I think. He was a main cast member in Veep, uh, according to IMDb. I've never watched it, but uh, I've never he, he appears to have been in every single episode of Veep. Cool. Yeah, I'm just having yeah, a quick just, look at some of his stuff. Yeah, I'm just doing the same thing. He's been in <laughs> fuck loads of things, but yeah, I knew straight when you said Transformers, I was like, of course, because <laughs> they do those terrible fucking sex jokes with Shia LaBeouf that make him yep. and his mum. Yep. yep. Uh, I've erased every single Transformers from my memory, so I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> oh, hang on! Basically, he's like they they just accuse him of masturbating all the time <laughs> oh, right. throughout, the, throughout the proceedings of the, the the main. I think that the bulk of the first act is just like, oh, you're masturbating again. It's perfectly normal. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Just Michael hey, Bay, hey. be Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, you mentioned that he was in Godzilla. He actually, uh, looking at IMDb, he voiced the same character in the animated Godzilla TV show. TV show. Oh no way! I watched that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he reprised his role in the animated series. Fantastic. The only actor to do that as well. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when that got like it got that picture of Godzilla got leaked before the film. They were like, "No, this isn't the actual Godzilla." And then you went to watch it. It was like. Oh, that was Godzilla. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't look anything like what Godzilla should look like. Anyway, that's by the by. Thank <laughs> you very much then. So, let's get into this bad boy. So, as it's already been said, this is called The Long Con. And it's a Sawyer episode. So, as always, we'll start with flashbacks when my... There we go. So, um... This episode for me started in a very familiar place from, I think, I can't remember. Have we had a Sawyer episode this season yet? Or is this the first one? Uh, we have. <laughs> uh, it's the first one this season, actually. The, the, yeah. It's this season, the first one. So it's felt very familiar from season one where in the flashbacks, you know, he's still attempting to con people, basically. He's still doing his mm-hmm. confidence tricks. So as John's already pointed out, there's a character named Cassidy. So. The opening in flashback is him attempting to con her uh, and while getting dressed after a night of, you know, sexy time, I'd imagine. Uh, <laughs> he does that thing where he accidentally on purpose, you know, inverted commas with your fingers, Dr. Evil style, opens a briefcase and it's filled with all the, well, it looks like cash, but she discovers it's fake cash that is made from newspaper, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, th- I thought that was, this was quite fun. Um, because yeah. like she, she immediately calls him on his on his bullshit, um, and this is this is sort of the point where I was like, have we actually seen Sawyer pull off a successful con? 
Like he seems to be. <laughs> He's not a very good con man, the, is he? The it? worst con man, yeah. Um, I suppose by the end of the flashbacks, he has pulled off this con, but um, it's just very funny. He just seems like the absolute worst. Um, <laughs> and, and obviously here, it, it, he meant to do it, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was very funny. It's, it's, no, he's very he's, he's very to. good at playing the uh, the idiot. Put it that way. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping he'd do that thing. Where, I don't know if you see, remember episode of Alan Partridge, where he's like going through the hotel and he tries to make out that he's got some important documents in his little yeah. like hold or thing. Because <laughs> no, it was like a, an apple and a pen falls out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that would happen instead. But... <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, that'd be ace. Um, but yeah, so she sees through this con immediately, and I think then she starts. She she's a recently divorced so she's explaining that she didn't get a significant settlement in the proceedings mm-hmm. um and she's kind of intrigued and it, it's kind of like a very quick version of goodfellas in the you know like karen is in goodfellas she's seduced to the dark side <laughs> um, <laughs> and asks Sawyer how to teach her to con someone basically so he takes yeah. an apprentice and love her <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you say, very, very condensed, very quick. She goes from um, like you'd, you'd be annoyed. You'd be like, "Oh, you're trying to con me." Actually, you know what? You know, tell me, tell me how to do what you do. Um, it's literally within a matter of seconds as well, isn't yeah. it? It's like we're talking in bed. Oh, I best go. I'm gonna put my clothes on. Oh, look at this. What do you know? And you'd be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. She's like, "Teach me." I know. <laughs> it's just I thought I, I thought it was really really weird. Um, like I know they they only have a certain amount of time in the flashbacks, but it's like well, you could have maybe maybe teased that out a wee bit longer. But um, I I mean it, it it serves its purpose. Um, it you know, does. It, get, it gets the action moving. I think the more just, we talk about these episodes as well, the more a lot of the more I've I've said it a lot. I know, but a lo- it's okay. I think that a lot of these uh, plot devices or whatever you want to call them they do literally just serve a purpose in a way i know yeah. like more modern tv might look at do it differently but back then you know a lot of it was just to get you from a to b and i feel like that shouldn't be criticized as such now yeah oh, no, I, yeah I, I agree like i'm i'm a massive hypocrite if it was taking too long to do something i would probably complain about that <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> Like the entire second season of The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just get somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so then within the flashbacks, we move on to them. Basically, uh, it's a jewelry con, uh, mm-hmm. and they're, they're giving out fake goods, but at an overpriced, at an overpriced. And the, I think they con a couple of men at the gas station, um, yeah. and then the, I'm assuming it's like over some over ensuing months, they participate in various cons, mm-hmm. uh, to which point then Cassie asks if she can teach him how to pull off a long con, mm-hmm. um, and then she reveals that she did indeed receive a settlement in her divorce, and it was quite substantial. I haven't got the amount, but. I can't remember. 600 grand. 600 grand, that's it, thank you. So she was doing a bit of a con. So already, you know, she's a bit of a shifty character. You know, she's holding back some things. Mm. I, again, I thought this was, was a bit a bit strange. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, we, we, I mean, we sort of know that 
there's there's something going on. I mean, the episode is called the Long Kong, um, so I figured it was it was a reasonably obvious twist, um, if you can even call it a twist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't want to I don't want to be too down on this episode, um, even though I didn't like it very much. Um, but yeah, I, just very convenient. Um, yes. Yeah, it's it's like the start of the episode. I don't have any money, and then two scenes later, it's like, well, actually, um, it just seemed very. I don't know. I don't even. I can't even find the word to describe what I mean here. But it's convenient is all I've got at the minute. It was no. You're definitely right. But like, it was. We don't. Do we actually learn the reasons for why she kept it from Sawyer? Does she actually elaborate any further? She just says, "Oh no, I have got money. I just didn't want to tell you because." Yeah, and that's it. Mm. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we find out. Find no, out. No, I don't think we do either. I don't know if it was some kind of lame way for them to imply that oh, Sawyer has met his match, in hmm. the way of someone who is very much like him, who can play people, and I don't know. Maybe they tried that in a very not very good way. Mm. It's very quick. Very as I say, convenient. Mm. Um. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, Stephen Maiden and Leonard Dick know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's ask them. <laughs> but... Torres from Star Trek Voyager. It's Oscar. <laughs> Tweet her now. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, later on, I've got it here. So is at a diner, and the waitress is um, Zelda. So Kate's mom. So you've got a bit of a link. <laughs> Uh, and he's ha- oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, about that. that was your little Easter egg, I think. Unless there's another Easter egg. That's the Easter egg I remember from this episode is yeah. your little connection there. Um, and he's having lunch with Gordy, um, his partner, where it's revealed that he was planning to... So he knew about Cassidy's settlement, divorce mm-hmm. settlement, and he wanted to con her out of her money. But he wants to not go ahead with it because now he's in love with her. Yeah. So it's all becoming a bit of a mess. <laughs> uh, then Gordy threatens both Sawyer and Cassidy's lives if he doesn't continue with the con. So I don't know at this point, are we in triple conning state? I don't, I've, you know what I mean? Is it double agent, triple agent? I don't really know what's what at the moment. It's conception is what it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not quite threat level midnight, but you know. <laughs> um yeah, I think this this was the 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 twist I, I meant, uh, not the the six hundred thousand dollars thing. It's like obviously Sawyer is going to know. Yeah, it's doing a long con here. You know, um, it's I guess I, I think that's why it just it didn't feel very didn't feel very impactful because we know that's what he is. So the fact that he's for whatever reason not wanting to do the con is obviously part of the con to me and. I don't know if that's with the benefit of hindsight, but it just felt very, it just felt like a nothing reveal. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You we could probably, probably need a bit more to their relationship. We need to see them in action a bit more. Yeah. See the relationship actually develop. Maybe did this over two flashbacks, like mm. two episodes of flashbacks, and yeah. then we get like this kind of, because then it kind of feels more like a quote unquote long gone because it's gone across the season a bit more. I don't know, but. Mm. It felt, yeah, very quick to just kind of resolve it. I think if it was produced nowadays, they'd do that, or at least extend it. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're very contained to their one episodes. They're, I mean, even in the later stages of the show, they never really did, like, 
double bills or anything like that. Not from memory, anyway. Very few two-parters. Yeah, yeah. At least in the, the middle of the season, like the finales are obviously um, yeah bigger episodes. But yeah, I, I just think yeah at this point of the season, I think they maybe had to fill a lot of episodes before they got to Ben, which is the next episode. You know, so yeah, I think yeah. these these maybe last three or four are just spinning their wheels really. And that's so, what like, I mean by the like I said at the start with a bit of a lull, especially yeah. in the flashbacks. It's just felt like like you say spinning wheels to just get to the last bit yeah it, it, again it's nothing it's nothing we don't know really already about mm. Sawyer and it doesn't I don't think it really meshes too well with the on island stuff in this episode at least mm. um, I mean it, it, it kind of does but it's it's I, I feel it's kind of quite clumsy um, but it, I mean it's every show has filler episodes so I can't be too bad no, uh, we, we, we must always remember the American Network at this time. Anyway, it was like twenty-four episodes or nothing, really. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you think they kind of? Um, I don't know if it's. I might be just giving them more credit, but do you think that um, American TV shows, like producers, they obviously they plan out a story, but then they want to dedicate like a portion of episodes to one arc, and then have like we say this little lull and then they'll prepare for like the bigger arc mm. so we've got we've had like the the others bits coming in the tailies and now we've got the middle part and now we've got the the ben stuff yeah. as the second arc that's i think yeah. that's kind of why i'm looking at um no yeah, i agree that, that makes yeah that that would, would make sense like i know as as far as american tv goes they have like certain periods I, the the one term that's in my head is called sweeps, and I don't really know what sweeps means, but it's like <laughs> where, I think it's where you put all your your like big episodes that that will pull in a lot of new viewers or bring back old viewers. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is as I say, this is this is the lull between the two the two sort of uh, main plots of of the season. Um, yeah. There's also a thing where they try they try and time important episodes around like the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the big game, Tom. The the, big oh, game. sorry, the big game. I have no idea why it's called that now, but you, they only refer to it on networks as the big game. They don't call it Super Bowl. Oh, for some reason. So it's not armored rugby then. <laughs> Is that? Am I allowed to call it that? Sorry, Americans. You know, protection rugby. <laughs> I must admit, I don't. I don't mind American football. It's it's all right. It's you know. If I it, would certainly love it if I knew the rules. It looks very enjoyable. It looks very entertaining. I just I know, know that one time, the pub down the road when I was a student we had got a license to go through the night. We managed to get a table. We drank over 100 bottles of Corona between five of us. Hot, wi <laughs> hot wings till we dropped. And somehow we managed to win over 200 quid in bets on players that we had no idea who they were or what they did. So... <laughs> That's my, that's, that's yeah, a British version cool. of the soup, of the big game. Sorry, the big game. <laughs> yeah, if I pick an American sport, I love basketball. That's my thing. So none of, uh, unfortunately, that. But yeah, they always timed it so, like, you know, a show that could get like three million viewers normally suddenly gets fifty million. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but you, but you you watch it if you watch it back, you'll realize that that's exactly what they were doing. Like they could have pulled the trigger three episodes ago, 
but they were waiting <laughs> for the you know the Super Bowl. So you're like, why, why yeah. waste your time? <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes some sort of sense, but it seems it seems daft in a in a storytelling medium to just drag out your your main like your your main yeah. prop threat. Um, but I mean, I. It also I guess baffles me that you got. Isn't the, it's like the the art of the thing probably isn't the most important. Um, no, it baffles <laughs> me that there's forty seven million like forty seven million people who clearly haven't been watching the show, but will watch what that one episode of it and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, like <laughs> just don't make sense to me. Anyway, but then so for the last flashback, so it's like almost piling a twist on a twist that we always knew was coming but it just feels convoluted so the last flashback is Sawyer returning to the house and telling Cassidy to run because Gordy's out to kill them mm-hmm. and he points to a car outside and then it's once again revealed that the long con is Cassidy herself and that we he knew about the money from the beginning which we've just kind of said but Gordy's going to kill them because Sawyer doesn't want to steal the money so he mm. sends her off with the money <laughs> and he goes to the car but it's empty and he returns to the house and retrieves the real money which he'd left and tricked Cassidy. Vinicon. <laughs> so I'm like yeah. conception, innit? I'm like yeah. <laughs> and not conception conception, like conception, like <laughs> I just realised what I said out loud, so Immaculate conception. Yeah. Uh, well, at, uh, at this point, I liked that. That was good. <laughs> at this point, I just was like, oh, no, it's too much. It's too stupid. It's too daft. Yeah. I, like, it, it, it sort of... Uh, I get this is this is the part that, that ties in with the on-island stuff. You know, Sawyer considers himself to be a bad bloke. Uh, and this is, like, this is pretty low, um, I must admit, for, for Sawyer. Uh, but he's obviously very cut up about it. Um, but I'll always come back it's... to him shooting the marshal badly, lest we forget. <laughs> that yeah. is the worst thing Sawyer ever did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, like uh, he's, he feels guilty, but at the same time, yeah, you know, I, I don't really care. Yeah, I think that's the problem: of... is that I just don't give a shit. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Like it, again, it's it's an okay flashback. It's acted well. It's performed well. It's it's fine, but it's nothing. It's nothing new, you know. No. As I say, spinning the spinning the wheels. Spinning the wheels, indeed. Which brings us neatly now to the uh, on island events. So, I think it's fair to say that you know the on island events of the last three episodes at least have been. There's been a lot happening, uh, at least. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot going on. So we've got very... Um, let's have a look, because I had to write some of this down. So we've got a few characters in this one. So we've got uh, Jack and Locke are securing all the weapons, the medicine, and the Virgin Mary statues that Locke was putting in a line, because it, I guess it looked nice <laughs> in the uh, in the armory. <laughs> um the and I think uh, Jack and Locke are the only ones who are privy to the combination, so they agree that no one else should get that. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, no one a, else. There's a, there's a good bit go of back and f- no, there's just there's a good bit of back and forth between um, Jack and yeah. Locke because Locke obviously doesn't want to give them the combination, uh, yeah. and Jack 
Jack uses logic and reason to get it out of him. Uh, yeah, which I so thought, the, was, thought was quite fun. Quite, quite a fun wee argument, almost. Yeah, so they basically surmise that each one will not ga- gain access without either one being present, I think, yeah. is, mm-hmm. is the rule. Um, which is good. And then we're on the beach, I think, uh, and Sawyer's remarking with him that him and Charlie are like the two most hated people on the island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I say, oh, you tried to drown a baby, so I think like, you're yeah. doing a bit better than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I did this, no, you did that. Um, and then the, it's quite an amusing thing because obviously Sawyer's being cocky, but then Charlie's like, yeah, I think you should be more concerned about Jack ransacking your tent. And he kind of does that, you know, <laughs> that double take. And he's like, oh, what the hell are you doing, Doc? <laughs> um, who, I think Jack's returning the painkillers, which Sawyer stole from the hatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes into his usual spiel about them being part of his stash while he was on the raft. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why did he fucking leave it all? I, I don't know. If he wasn't willing to let everyone use it, why fucking leave it? So later on he says, "Ah, oh, you took my shaving cream, you took my batteries. I'm like, you fucking need them. <laughs> took my fucking anodine. <laughs> if he needed them that bad, he would have taken them with him for a little knapsack or something. And also know. at this point as well, I find it amusing that even though there's a bit of bad blood or just a friendly rivalry between him and Jack, you know... At the end of the day, Jack, we've established very clearly, Jack is Superman. He's the doctor of the island, regardless of whether he likes you or not. He will help you. So mm. just let him keep it and then say, hey, Doc, I've got a pretty bad headache. I need some paracetamol. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Yep. He didn't need to go out of his way to just... Maybe part of him likes being hated. I don't know. At this point mm. in the show, maybe he just enjoys it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that is actually brought up in, a, in the line of dialogue yeah. between yeah. him and Kate. Yeah, it yeah pretty much is that. He just wants to be hated for yeah. some obscure reason, but mm. no, it's in his nature. I think he's a broken yeah. person. Yeah. Um, but I think the the main sort of his his conning on the island um, is a lot more successful than he seems to have ever been uh, back on <laughs> back in his, his normal life. You know, it, it's I think the episode does a good job of sort of. Playing all the different, playing all the characters off each other, um, you know, you have the you have the distrust between Locke and uh, Jack, and then Sawyer sort of sows the seeds uh, of distrust between Anna Lucia and Jack and everybody else. Um, yeah, I think that's quite successful in the episode. Agreed. But again, um, it never really lands because you're fairly certain Sawyer's doing all of it. Yeah. So. Sawyer does point out to Kate that Jack is confiding in Anna Lucia a lot more rather than her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I do think it works quite well, to be honest. Um, but, hmm, yeah, it's a good point. I never thought of it like that, actually. Because <laughs> then going forward, so going forward, Anna Lucia asks Jack if Locke gave him the combination for the guns, and he says, yeah. Uh uh, and she feels that the survivors, I think she says, aren't scared enough, um, mm. is the words she uses. Um, and that they do feel a bit too safe. Uh, she asks for the combination. Jack kind of hesitates and she says she was only kidding. So I feel like, you know, it's trying to 
build up a bit of, you know, someone's going to get in who shouldn't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. feeling into the episode um <laughs> sorry i'm just going through my notes again so there's also uh kate's reading to sawyer i didn't think this was still happening because he can he can he read i'm sure he can read again but oh well he lost his glasses on the raft that's it thank you so oh yeah because he had his migraines didn't he right so she's yeah. reading to him uh and he mentions about the weird army that Jack and Anna Lucia are forming, which we've not really spoken about in detail as yet, apart from, you know, the uh, the coda of that particular episode where they mentioned it. Um, Fucking army. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything to say. Um, <laughs> and then, so also, whilst this is all happening, there's a lot happening now. So, Saeed's still grieving over Shannon. We've not really seen Saeed, have we? Thinking about it. A lot. No, I haven't seen him, haven't seen him too much. Uh, I, th- I quite like this because this is obviously the start of... Um, you know, he, he gets he gets out of his head a wee bit because um, Hurley gives him something to do. Uh, exactly. I, I, I quite like these scenes between Saeed and Hurley. Um, Me too. It, it, it ends um, with, uh, with a very funny joke from Hurley, uh, but we'll get, we'll get to it. But... Um, yeah, it, it's sort of... Saeed's been allowed to mop about for a couple of episodes, and I think this is the start of him, you know, coming back to good Saeed as opposed to bad Saeed. Agreed. So, yeah, Hurley's trying to connect with him, and he tells him that he he went to Rose and Bernard's tent and got the radio, which was from the Arrow Hatch. Um, or the oh, Arrow yeah, Base, he, should I say. He mentions that Bernard received a call from Boone. Yeah. That, Mm-hmm. So obviously that's been discussed off camera between the parties, I guess. Because mm-hmm. obviously Bernard did not know that it was Bone. No. Yeah. They just they just kind of <laughs> worked it out. <laughs> yeah. And that's the link back to Dex Machina. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, yeah yeah Hurley asks if he can boost the power to send another signal. But then says like that will not work. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, just get over it. she's gone (laughs) I thought he had sort of made peace like not like made peace but but reconciled the fact that she it was an accident and yes it's terrible but he's just kind of it's just kind of going backwards a bit whereas you thought he he, like him is quite a strong minded person yeah You, you you just expect him just to kind of continue and just I don't know. I don't know. It just seems to just kind of really like Say, really Saeed, ha- up a bit. Said to me is the kind of character that gets on with it. Exactly. And the, in this, he's not. No. And had Compared they written, had they written it better, mm-hmm. I might be like, oh, I get it. But you know, because we've How? we've very much established on this podcast that they didn't write it well. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like in the writers' room. When like you have the rise of the episodes, they obviously must be taking cues and character points from previous episodes, because obviously the focus isn't on side this episode. No. So they must have had one like junior writer or whatever or lower down writer and said, "I have a side is still depressed, but we're gonna have him do some filler stuff with Hurley with like the radio thing, but he's still depressed." And the writers are probably like, "Ah, yeah, okay, we'll just put that in." He's still depressed, still angry. Yeah. And they just 
continue that through until he becomes zombie Saeed. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Well, like John says, I th- I'd agree that this is the start of Saeed coming good again, and you know that's maintained more or less throughout the rest of the series after that. So it happened early this this bad patch, which is good. <laughs> Safe to say. Yeah, um, and especially uh, next week, I believe is a Saeed episode as well. Uh, yes, I believe yeah. it is. So yeah, I think you're right. We'll get to, we'll get the spotlight back on Saeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. Moving on to yet another character, so Sun, our, our love of our lives, lovely Yunjin <laughs> Kim working in a garden, and we hear a noise from the foliage behind her. I must admit, <laughs> I forgot what happened here initially, so I was pretty scared. Vincent turns up, because, you know, Vincent turns up when he wants to turn up. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's we've seen him. Self-sufficient. We, yeah, he's a self-sufficient dog, which, you know... <laughs> Cats are normally self-sufficient. Dogs are to an extent, but the fact is, we've not seen this guy, er, guy, this dog for ages, have we? So <laughs> he just does what he wants on the island, and despite it being a massive island, he always turns up back at the beach, doesn't he? Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> but just so he turns up, conveniently leaves, and then she gets a a bag over her head, hands tied, and dragged away, screaming. And Sawyer and Kate hear these screams, and at this point, I was like, okay, I really don't remember this at all um they find her unconscious uh bring her back to camp and now the castaways fear that the others have come back um jack i think does his doctoring figure you know son will be fine she's in shock but you know she'll be fine Jin goes into <laughs> gin mode and's like i want a gun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i thought was quite good um uh, and then Sawyer and Kay return to the site of the attack to do a bit of Holmes and Watson uh, inspection. A bit of yeah, a bit of sleuthing. Uh, they find the bag that they uh, that Sun was taken in. I think they surmise it's a different mate from the bag that Mister Friendly used on Kate. Mm-hmm. I think is what they say, and they basically deduce the one of them could well have done it from our survivors uh kate immediately goes to anna lucia so i guess <laughs> i guess there's still the love well, not even triangle now we've got a square <laughs> a love square <laughs> yeah she's, <laughs> on, she's on just constantly just flip flip flapping between one from one extreme to the other you know i know it's it's again it's the, the inconsistent writing with kate you know i know she's making googly eyes at sawyer but she's also doing it at jack and she's just yeah, just depending on what one of them tells her at any one time, she'll just jump to a conclusion about somebody else. Yeah, you know, based like, on what they say. Yeah, like she immediately um, uh, accuses Anna Lucia, basically. Um, and again, I know that's what Sawyer is trying to do, um, but it's just uh, like because she knows she, she won't turn on Jack like straight away. Yeah, so she goes to the next best thing. So yeah, and she's already they're all suspicious of Anna Lucia to some degree. Yeah. But I just think I just think Kate should be smarter in general. Like in her own episodes, although we haven't really liked them, you would assume that she's smarter than she's than she appears to be here. Um, but that's obviously not the case. Yeah, yeah. she's shit at what she does. Anyway, she's shit at running away. She's <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> terrible. <laughs> or, get, or getting captured. <laughs> I know. I know it's not a, like a really important part of the of the story in the episode, but. Why do they immediately assume that it's someone 
in the group just because it's not a burlap sack. So it's definitely not the others. I mean, they might have different sacks, different hoods in their, <laughs> in their like, you know, in their like dressing yeah. like, wardrobes. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I don't know. It just felt very like again another very conveniently. Yeah, it's a very place point. Yeah, it's a very um, tenuous, tenuous link that Sawyer's making. Um, again, I, I guess the whole episode he's sort of been priming Kate to believe that it's Anna Lucy. You know, the whole thing like scaring yeah, all the, sur- the survivors enough to join this this hilarious army that they're apparently doing but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just guess, yeah, yeah kids, in hindsight yeah you're right just yeah kids she's just she should be smarter than this and I, I think this episode sort of does her a bit of a disservice a little yeah yeah you're right but i think it all ties back to jack doesn't it so it always just ties back to jack and how she feels about jack yeah yeah that's Um, what they tried to play on which is quite weak in terms of your character development just fawning over a a handsome doctor man (laughs) not just any handsome doctor man (laughs) i'm sorry the handsome Doctor. (laughs) thank you (laughs) um and uh, doesn't that that leads to Sorry, Todd, go ahead. I was going to say that leads into where we're going now because she does actually go to express her concerns to Jack, which Mm -hmm. then I think she asks Sawyer to alert Locke that Jack is coming for the guns, so we've got all sorts of shit going on now. (laughs) So I was trying to wrap my head around my notes with this. So, yeah, she's talked to Jack, but then Sawyer's alerting Locke that Jack is coming for guns. Mm Mm-hmm. So Locke moves the guns. <laughs> so Jack and Jin, who has declared everlasting revenge on an unseen enemy at this point, uh, that they can't, so they can't get them. Then Locke leaves Sawyer to do the button, push the button, uh, whilst he is hiding this arsenal of weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, Jack comes in in search of a gun, finds it empty. Sawyer does his usual taunting. Uh, tosses and he throws the painkillers at him which um, Jack had taken from his tent and I was like oh my god you cocky bastard <laughs> yeah I, I find this really weird I don't think if that's a good enough reason for Locke to hide the guns like that the Jack's coming looking for guns and I know everybody's all very stressed and very angry but I find it I don't know I know Locke doesn't want everybody running off into the jungle just firing wild, wildly, but it's like, is that a good enough reason? Because Sawyer doesn't... I don't think Sawyer is very convincing. He just says he's doing it because uh, it'll piss Jack off. Yeah. It's like, that's not enough. No, I, like, I know I what you're saying. It, it, it's a strange decision to make because ultimately <laughs> you're assuming it's only that morning where Jack and Locke had this agreement where... Yeah. It was between them two, and now it's kind of all fallen apart very mm. quickly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it it just seems a bit... No, I Again, c- c- contrived to me, just so that um, what happens, happens. So that... Yeah. I know what you mean. Well, I mean, uh, Jack then confronts Locke on the beach about the missing weapons, and then Locke, as usual, defends himself by pointing out that Jack was about... he did So technically, Jack didn't do it, but he was about to break their agreement. Mm. And so it's another heated discussion, and you hear shots ring out. Sawyer appears with an automatic rifle. 
and <laughs> this is kind of your link to the flashbacks. So he reveals that it was a long con to seize the guns and declare himself the new. I think he says the new sheriff in town. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've got the guns on the sheriff. <laughs> Actually, just backtracking just a tiny little bit, John actually, um, when he explains his reasons, he makes very, very good salient points, and there is, he 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 made the he made the right decision, because a yeah of course Jack's come to get the guns to wage war, and also, you know, fucking Shannon died, like she got shot by someone, you know, people are gonna get oh. killed if they, do you know what I mean? And he makes that point; he doesn't want it to happen again because okay, okay, I don't, I, um, uh, yeah. I actually, um, yeah, like they mentioned that he he says um, that Michael was going off. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I can buy. It. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Um. So yeah, this is all going crazy right now, <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> word. But so unbeknownst to the rest, I kind I remembered this um, this little bit. Um, whilst I was watching it and I I can't remember if I had a think back to myself thinking it was kind of obvious but the attacker in the garden um, and the one who tracked Locke to his hiding place was Charlie uh, who agreed to take Charlie (laughs) now there was a few things that annoyed me about this but I'll say in a minute so he's agreed to take part in this little scheme plot to humiliate Locke which you know on the surface to me makes sense but the fact that not only, I mean, he's just attacked a woman, a son, for a start. I mean, where the fuck <laughs> did that come from? Um, pretty viciously, uh, let's be honest. Um, you know, that alone should be, you know, you don't come back from that. Um, <laughs> but then also just tracking Locke. Like, Locke's a, a seasoned veteran of the jungle and tracking and knowing when he's being followed kind of thing and he caught Charlie up before doing it do you remember yeah, yeah. so do you so see where I'm going with go. this I just yeah. find it all very much bullshit <laughs> and also Kate speaks to um, uh, Sawyer not long after this like big sort of proclamation and she said um, did you did you do it to son and he went I would never do anything like that I mm-hmm. never of course I won't you, you did you're, you're the fucking instigator behind it all mate <laughs> You're mm. comfortable as much as Charlie is. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, I think it's that that sort of plausible deniability um, with with Sawyer there because he was obviously with Kit. Um, but I just think, it, yeah, he's he's just he he wants to be the bad guy, but he doesn't want to be that much of a bad guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, well, so the I guess the the built the towards the end of this, you know, Sawyer offers him one of the Virgin Marys. Which we obviously know has got the heroin in, and he said, <laughs> Charlie says no to that. Um, and I think there's, he, uh, there's a dead giveaway with Charlie that he's like a bad person now because the end of the episode a few weeks ago where he just sits at the fire, he puts the hood on his head. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. when he becomes. That's when he becomes Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> no, I was like, do you know what I likened it to? Actually, thinking about that, I, it was kind of like, and to take it to another place that Don Monahan has appeared in, but it was very much. Frodo with the one ring kind of watching over it <laughs> you know when it goes a bit yeah. when you get to two towers and it gets a bit darker and you're like oh shit what's happening <laughs> mm. it was very much like that I thought yeah 
Charlie he kind of speaks a bit more slowly, and he's like a little more <laughs> yeah like, monotone in his voice. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really funny. Like, do what must be done, Lord Vader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do like, it. Putting on <laughs> do this, it. <laughs> putting on this sort of slightly more menacing voice. Um, yeah. Well, maybe he was like, "Me, Elijah. Elijah did this a few years ago. Let me try it." <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. not convincing. Sorry, he just looks like he's fucking come out of a like seedy bar on his little shitty <laughs> fucking Hollister hoodie. Just like, <laughs> get back home, you tit. That's that's well, why I... Locke didn't. That's why Locke didn't see him because he had his hood up. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the the hood disguises all. <laughs> Jedi cloaking device. <laughs> you will not see me in the shadows. <laughs> um, I think Charlie actually says to Sawyer, and this also made me laugh. I'm sure he uses the word ingenious to describe the long con that Sawyer's just done. He says, "How could you come up with such an ingenious plot?" Um, <laughs> Which to me, me, I mean, I'm pretty sure we, as we've discussed this, sussed it out way before we even explained the twists. So <laughs> that in itself is hilarious. But then Sawyer has a moment remembering his little long con with Cassidy, which is our link to the flashbacks. I think this is what I alluded to earlier and what we all agreed on. So he says that he's he's not a good person and he's never done a good thing in his life. Mm-hmm. Um. And, yeah, I don't think there's any more to say on that other than, yeah, he, he's not a nice person at this point anyway. Um, yeah. But we know that. <laughs> We've known that for, at this point, nearly two full seasons of this show. So <laughs> I don't really know why we need to keep knowing it. I've, I've said the word backtrack like, a few times now during this recording, but they, I think they really have backtracked and saw it big time because after the rough situation and the his nursing back to hell from Kate he was kind of turning some corners yeah mm. and it was actually like verbally sort of spoken about I think definitely from Kate she had mentioned it that people started to like him and I thought that was like the start of the the change in Sawyer but obviously it's not this comes later mm. maybe I've, I've jumped the gun on it but no, I've reverted him back to like this the, the, the proto you know the, the, the villain of the island again yeah. Bit of a no, yo-yo. It, yeah, I think you're right, and it's it it doesn't feel sort of it doesn't feel genuine to me because the only thing that that really happens in this episode to make him go that way is people have taken his stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? basically, they took his shaving cream and battery, so I'm gonna take all your guns. It's like oh, okay. It's like yeah, you've taken some of my painkillers, so Charlie, go kidnap son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, twat around the head, but don't you know? But you know, didn't she say like, "Oh yeah, I was taken," and then I like, I think she must have wrestled free, and then she she must have hit her head on something because she doesn't mention that anyone hit her. So yeah. did she do what like like your woman did in Fargo, where she jumps out the shower and she falls down the stairs? Oh yeah, kind of cool. Just did that comedy sort of falling over moment. <laughs> That, that wasn't really explained well, but yeah. I thought Charlie had hit her initially. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, so we're getting to the end. So we're back with Saeed and Hurley. Hurley bringing the radio, and I think he brings an amplifier as well to try and boost this signal. Um, and Where did he get that from? <laughs> I, I don't know. Actually, I thought this, but he, he's like, "Hey, dude!" And he gives him the radio, which obviously I know how he got that. But then 
I'm sure he gives him another piece of equipment, which I'm assuming is like an amplifier, and I thought the same thing. Oh, uh, is it the thing that they had earlier on in season one to get the, the, the free point? Yeah, it might the have been, signal thing. It yeah. might have been, yeah. You're right. Well, yeah. they pick up the sound of a female French voice speaking, which Saeed, you know, assumes is Rousseau's. And then they pick up a radio transmission of a song now... I don't know the name of said song, and I have to research it. If unless anyone knows it, uh, it's a Glenn Miller song, and it's called oh, Moon, "Moonlight Serenade." Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and it's famous song. Yeah, it's a very nice piece of music, and it's a very nice um, moment in Lost because obviously you don't hear uh, you, you don't hear music very often. I think no. there was the, there was the Damien Rice song in the the first season, which was also um, to do with Hurley. Yeah, and uh, the, this moment here—it's just quite nice, you know. After all the the characters have been through, um, like, can you imagine being stranded and then hearing music for the first time again? It'd be amazing. Oh, um, I'd, I'd probably cry. <laughs> Genuinely, but then it, it, yeah, it leads to a nice little bit um, where <laughs> Said says, you know, the music could be coming from anywhere, and then he yeah. says, or any time, and it's very <laughs> funny, just the way he says it. He, it's he very does funny it because so we well. we know where it goes. <laughs> well, <Spoiler>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we quite yeah. got crawling from Linkin Park was playing. There instead. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason i sing that like cartman i don't know why <laughs> imagine cartman singing that chorus you'll never think of it any differently now <laughs> yeah so yeah saeed is basically i think hurley assumes that the song must be coming from the transmission source so mm-hmm. somewhere i'd imagine somewhere on the island but saeed points out that radio waves can travel thousands upon thousands of miles yeah. Uh, but yeah, or any time. Yeah, it's it's very well delivered. I agree. Yeah, and I'm I think sorry. there's there's a there's like a hint of a smile on Saeed's face as well. So yeah, he's getting <laughs> over he's getting over Shannon. He'll be fine. Thank God. <laughs> also, if um, I, I've just looked at Glenn Miller because I do know that some bits he's done, but I wasn't aware that he actually uh, recorded. Uh, I don't know if he wrote it, but he recorded Chattanooga Choo Choo, which. Um, if you like Black Books, there's a great episode of Black Books yes. where Man- M- Manny's parents keep saying in Chattanooga Choo Choo yes. for the episode. Yes, so. I remember. <laughs> oh, oh, I haven't watched that in so long. Oh, yeah. He disappeared. Sorry, I'm just finding his trivia now. He disappeared. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, he... Um... Sorry, did you say he disappeared? He disappeared yeah. while flying? Yeah. So yeah. that's somewhat of a I can accent there, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, there's a consp- there lots of conspiracy theories. Richie Valens and Buddy Holly next week. <laughs> 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 oh, God. There are conspiracy theories for that one. <laughs> They're all ridiculous. Anyway, so, yeah, that is the long con. That is the end of the episode. Um, not a great one, again, from my perspective. Um but I think we've already really said those last three we've kind of I guess the this little trilogy I think it's the hunting party fire and water and now the long con they're the kind of it's the Charlie Cunt trilogy yeah <laughs> I mean what Kate did was not fab then we had the 23rd Psalm which I think we all quite liked yeah uh, oh yeah and then this is where we've hit these last this run of three but going forward 
We should stress that the next one is fantastic. Oh, oh, one of them, isn't it? One yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, you may awesome. have heard Scott banging his desk there. <laughs> <laughs> And then awesome. we get into some juicy stuff. We get uh, the lockdown episode, which is going to be very apt given <laughs> the world's <laughs> current situation. But it's a good one. Um, the, uh, there's there's an episode titled "Just a Question Mark," which I love. Um, <laughs> there's just oh, yeah. so uh, the end of this season is just wild as fuck. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, look forward to next week and yeah. the introduction of one of the best characters in the whole series. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to think just before we before we like sign off and everything, but like the the introduction of this character, just how massive he became and effect cuz I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't originally intended to be a you know, a long character. Yeah. So Yeah, that that sort of rings a bell there, yeah. I think he was only a Meant to be a guest star for like two or three episodes, and then, yep, look what happened. <laughs> yep, very very pivotal. But other than that, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank listening, you. and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. And-